How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Millions of our nation's veterans deal with PTSD every day. VA's PTSD consultation program is easy to use and here to help you treat these veterans. Providers like you can access free consultation with expert clinicians, free continuing education, and free resources to help you assess and treat veterans. To learn more, visit ptsd.va.gov consult. Welcome to episode 33 of the Unfiltered and Undiscovered podcast with the BBC. Tonight we've got another brilliant show. This is a bit of an unfiltered and undiscovered session, but before we get into that, it's time to welcome the BBC from Melbourne, the global capital of lockdowns and the home of the Turkish Pride Pizza at Flemington Kebab House, please welcome Matt Bailey. Mate, one one day you won't introduce me as the as the lockdown capital. One day we won't be in lockdown. And from Adelaide, where the Redlegs get another chance to go and run around this weekend, and where the Afghan Charcoal Kebab House have shockingly good kebabs, according to TripAdvisor. Please welcome Tate Bragg. Hey, so that's a kebab uh, uh, night. Curly. Why not? I just thought, let's see who's got the best kebabs out there. But it was interesting because Flemington Kebab House is more known for the Turkish pride pizza. So I'm not quite sure. Love a dirty kebab. (laughs) Gentlemen, we've got another another big show ahead of us. And to get the show rolling, I'm going to handball, because that's the the spirit of the red legs. I'm going to handball it over to Bailey. Maddie, it's all yours. All mine. I want to introduce a guest. But before... We do. I want to um, give him a bit of a, I don't know, what's the word? A build up. So back in 2017, I moved to Canberra. And a lot of people said, Matt, what happens if it doesn't work out? Well, it did because I met this bloke here, Mark Braham. Welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You are welcome. So tonight we're going to, um, you're our first producer, Mark. Is that right? It is. So, okay, well, look, happy to be here. I've got to say, I'm excited. It's good to have you here. I can't see you, but... I can't um, see him either. <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> man, you your video is gone. Um, is that right? Yeah, yeah. but we're still here. You can, I can see me. That's all right, then. Hopefully, you, you might <laughs> and, come back halfway through. And the people on live stream can see him as well. So. Excellent. <laughs> so, I'll, just, um, I'll just imagine you, Mark. Just, ima- yeah. <laughs> just imagine, yeah. just imagine. Uh, yeah. Don't let that get away with you. (laughs) (laughs) 
So uh, it's good to have you on, Mark. We're going to uh, talk through some of the stuff you've produced and, and dive right in. I'm excited. We're all excited. Tave's excited. Curly's Super excited. Um, Tave, you wanted to uh, ask Mark something. Well, I thought the first, the best question to start with would be actually, Mark, what, what is your job description? Because for other people watching that aren't into the, into the music scene, they, they might know what the hell does a music producer do? Because I know it's so many things. So if you could give us a rundown of what, you actually, your job is. Yeah, look, it's and, and it is. It's often one that uh, gets people a bit, you know, confused about what does a music producer do, and it goes back for for quite a few years, um, obviously decades, in fact. So, um, look, for me, being a musician myself, I started producing myself. I suppose I could say um, I got into this whole thing because I could write songs. Well, I thought I could write songs, and originally. Um, I, I just had something to say, musically speaking. And so that kind of progressed into a, uh, I guess, a thought around how do I provide other people with the ability to listen to this? And that got into recording and all the rest of it. Producing came about because of that, that evolution from mixing. And producing really is looking at the structure of a song, um, and it includes also the artist, by the way. So it's not just the structure of the song. It's not just the components or, you know, where do you put a verse? Where do you put a chorus? It's also about what instruments might work. Uh, and, and I would describe it as, a, in creatively speaking, I'd describe it as something that is um, the ability to look at a song and start adding those elements into it that really brings it to life. And when you, when you combine that with the mixing side of things, it's a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, and, and in fact, yeah. it's like playing another musical instrument. And a lot of people think about, you know, mixing and producing and that sort of stuff, studio work. Uh, and they'll, they'll look at, oh, do you know what all those buttons do? Um, well, the fact is that each of those buttons is just one row repeated, repeated. So if you know what one channel does, you know what they all do. <laughs> yeah. So a producer is really uh, looking at all of those elements. How do we make the best representation of this song possible? How do we get this artist into a situation where they sound, look, feel, all the rest of it from a song point of view? It's getting all of those pieces together. Uh, and um, it's such a great experience. You get to experiment a fair bit. So that's really what I'd describe it as. So you're, you're like a conductor, Mark, really? Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Um, absolutely. And, and even prior to that, if I, if I was a conductor, I'd probably be a bad one because I'd be saying, <laughs> no, no, you guys stop and you guys kick off because I really like what I was hearing there. Yeah. <laughs> and, probably not a good thing to do live. And Mark, you're, you're the first producer I've actually worked with and um, it's funny because I didn't know what a producer did either. I, you know, previously when recording, I'd just go in there and, and record how the song was live. But, you know, there was none of, okay, let's, let's do this and let's see if this works. And, mm. you know, obviously working with you, a lot of the times you do what doesn't work first to get that out of the way. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of experimentation um, and that's the beauty of it. With that experimentation, sometimes, yeah, you'll come across stuff and you go, you know what, it's not working. And a producer's job is to understand when that's not working. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're starting to head down a path where it's not feeling right, it's, it's not really adding any sort of value to the song, that's when you start to stop. And, and Matt, you and I, we've worked, worked through this. But yeah. um, on the flip side of that, of course, is when you do come across something that's just pure gold. Yeah. And, you know, the, the high fives are there, the smiles are there. Did you hear that? 
It is. It's yeah. just. A, it, it's an elation. You know, it's such a good feeling. Those yeah. those moments, those light bulb moments where you're like, absolutely. Like you've done it to me all the time. You're like, Matt, what the fuck did you just do? I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> but I'll, I'll try and do it again for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of times, and what I love um, about you as a producer is. I think probably a lot of producers do this and Tave, you might've come, you know, across this situation where Mark, I've come up with an idea. Mark knows it's not going to work, but he's yeah. let me come to that conclusion on my own. Yeah. That's a, that's a great uh, um, attribute to have for a producer. Yeah. There's yeah. another main thing I guess that you do Mark is have to work with the artist and every, per- it's like, yeah. you know, everyone's got a different personality and everyone's got different things they want from the recording. So you've got to, you know. It, it, it's, it, it is a really interesting um, position to be in because, to be perfectly honest, you're, you're a bit of a psychologist. Um, no yeah. disrespect to psychologists, but you, you've got to understand <laughs> the artist and, and what they're trying to achieve, right? You, you, there's a balancing act there. And so you, got, you have a bit of psychology, um, encouragement, um, understanding how to traverse... Uh, a, a, a thought from an artist that says, I really want to do this, you know. I'm in a band as well, so and and that's a really interesting experience too. Similar sort of thing. So, yeah, you do. You have to work with the artist and say, you know, hey, listen, great take. Let's do it again but put a bit of an inflection on this part or um, let's do this or let's do that. Uh, and, again, you know, making sure that all of those various – it's about the artist delivering the song, of course, but being able to direct and being able to provide, um, in some cases, gentle advice, in some cases, yeah, no, that's not working. Let's try mm. again. Uh, it's it's fun though. I, I love it. It's great fun. Uh, and yeah, you do. You got to work with that artist. Mark, do you ever get a um, an artist that's just not seeing it? That's just not seeing what it is that you're that. Like, like I, like I you, know. You can't me. put me in this position. I, I know the answer. <laughs> I'll set you in half an hour, guys. Mark, take it away. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a good question. It's a really good question. So the other thing, I guess, is is when you've got, um, you know, different clients, it's it's a really, really interesting uh, landscape. You, you, everyone's different. Everyone's got their own mm. ideas. I've had clients which are supremely talented. Um, but they're incredibly demanding. You know, yeah. every little tiny nuance must be adhered to. It's got to be right. Um, it just cannot be wrong under any circumstances. And so you, you've got to work with that. Other artists, you know, I've had, I've had um, you know, artists come in and, and they they want to just be free and it's, oh, yeah, we'll just jam. We'll just jam. And so I've got to, I've, I've got to try and rein that in a little bit and go, guys, this is, if you want to jam, that's okay. We can do a scratch track, right? That's, that's just a draft. But we've got to get serious about getting these parts right if you want the song to sound you know, like you want it to sound. So working with different people, there, there are so many different elements to it. They've got nothing to do with music. I should do, <laughs> yeah. get a degree in psychology or whatever else. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, look, it, it's, it is a, it's, a, it's a very complex um, but yet fun, right? This is the diversity of life. And, and being a producer really gives you that, exposure to all of these different people you get to see so much it's um it's fascinating stuff all righty so we're gonna let's uh let's listen to one of your something you've produced marky which one did you want to go with first uh well why don't we go with something that's that's a little different and uh it was it was a bit of a foray 
just before we jump in, I, I, the backstory to this, I suppose, um, Matt, and this is your your uh, the first EDM yep. track that I really produced and, and yep. mixed for you. Um, I was talking, I catch up with a whole bunch of other producers and mixing engineers uh, in the Canberra region. We have a great catch up. Not many want to pe- not many people want to talk about plugins <laughs> and uh, you know mixing and all the rest of it. But I mentioned to them, hey, I'm, I'm mixing my first EDM track. And they went, oh, you're in for a whole new world. And it was great. I was in for a whole new world. So uh, let's go with that one, Matt. All right, let's listen to the 4AM remix. We actually haven't talked about it on here before, really. So...
mate, it's been a little while. I've forgotten. <laughs> I could just imagine that discussion with Matt saying, "Let's do an electronic dance mix." Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was an ongoing discussion. <laughs> and the one thing we found challenging about that was obviously Mark being in Canberra, me in Melbourne. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Him having his studio, him having studio monitors, and he would know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he would send it to me, I would hear it different. I was hearing shit that he couldn't mm. because I was listening to it on these headphones, on my AirPods, on my phone, in the car. And Mark's, yeah. like, Mark's like, I can't hear it. I'm like, well, I can. So that... That was a big challenge. We got there in the end. I was I was ready to book, you know, um, in those throat specialists. You know, <laughs> what's going on with my ears? What's happening? I, I can't hear it. So yeah, um, all about the mixing and you know different speakers. What I keep telling people is, and you know, there's often a, a bit of a misconception about this sort of stuff. Mm. The amount of different speakers. Listen to it in the car. Listen to it on headphones. Listen to it in the studio. Absolutely. Um, and and that's how you get a good mix. But yeah, that was uh, it. Was a challenge, that's for sure. What other challenges did you face doing like an AD, <laughs> like an EDM for the first time? And how did you go into it? Did you go into it different to any other song? Yeah, I did because it's a different genre, right? Yep. So I had to think about it in a in a different way, obviously. And an EDM track. So so you're talking about people that that want to feel, you know, dance. It's it's. Um, it's obviously very different than an acoustic, you know, lyrically driven song. And so I went into it with the idea that it needed to be big, it needed to be bold, it needed to have layers. And the thing about EDM, sorry, you were going to say? It needed to have a drop. Remember we learned that it, last week, fellas? Got to have a drop. Got to have, have a drop. drop. And exactly, it, it came <laughs> in. It came in. It did, it did. And the funny thing is, um, most songs do have a drop. It's just not as pronounced as EDM. Correct. And so... EDM is kind of like this, um, if you took a normal song structure for, for either a rock or, or a pop song and you just got to amplify the hell out of it, right? More bass, mm. um, big drop, you know, the whole lot. And so I just built those layers up. It took a little while. Um, repetitiveness is a big thing in EDM, I've discovered. And, um, and Matt, you know, I've talked to my son. He does a lot of this sort of stuff. Yep. He's, he's into mixing this sort of music and, and he loves it. And I played him a couple of iterations as I was mixing the song and, and working through it and progressing it. And he was like, yeah, Dad, it's good, it's good. So it was, a, it was definitely a different approach. And, um, but I really enjoyed it. I have done something previous to that, which was, it was actually a, a little experiment that I, uh, I wanted to kind of prove to my son that I could, <laughs> that I could do something, yeah. something like he could. And uh, it, was, it was really weird. I had all of these, you know, sound effects like, tapes stopping and starting and all this other sort of stuff. But it was fun. It was only very short. Matt's the first that I did that was, um, you know, like fully produced song. So it was um, it was a journey. Yeah, I bet. We got there. I got a question. Um, this is going to be a really hard to answer. But okay. when, you, when, you, when someone brings you a song, is there any 
think you'd look for in a good song? Like any basic elements that you'd look for in a good song? I know that's going to be almost impossible to answer because... Uh, look, there's a whole bunch, but honestly, it's not that hard to answer. Melody. Melody. 100%. Nice. So, so um, if, when I, I don't know what it is, but for me, I've always had the ability to hear something. A quick story. My old man wasn't, there's no one in my, my uh, family that's musical, by the way, other than my kids. Wow. So when I grew up, um, my old man loved listening to music. Uh, he, he, he had an eye for talent and an ear for talent. He was incredible. Um, I remember one day he, he was yelling out to me from the other end of the room and he said, Mark, Mark, come here. I must've been about, I don't know, 14, 15, whatever it was. And I run in and he's looking at the TV and he said, you see that? He said, that's talent. And I went, right. It was Fats Domino playing the piano. Ah, yeah. And I went, okay, fair enough. So, you know, when I heard that sort of thing, when I, when I experienced what, you know, he was listening to. Um, I think that set me up and it set me up well. Uh, he, he was able to somehow decipher what was good against what wasn't. And so I've taken that with me and I think I've got the same ability. When I hear, hear a song, uh, someone comes to me, plays it on a guitar, I get an instantaneous feeling or I don't. Or yeah. I get snippets of it and I go, oh, that was brilliant. Love the chorus. It was great. Maybe we should work a little bit on the chorus. So... The one word answer is absolutely melody without a doubt. Having said that, there's then there's all the other elements. You know, wh yeah. what are you going to layer on top of it? What, what's the guitar going to do? How do you want to deliver the melody? Are there little inflections that we can put in? Do you sing one note different at the end of the chorus um, the second time round? That, that, that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, that that's primarily the first thing that hits me. And do you ever see a song like, like you know how sometimes guys will write songs and they, they'll, yeah, sometimes some songs they'll have to they'll struggle with for for months and months and try and try and get them, you know, work them out, and it'd be a struggle. Other times, songs just come all at once. Do you ever see it like someone comes and plays you a song or part of a song and you can see it already in your head? Oh, Absolutely. I can see how this is going to work. Absolutely. Yeah? In, instantly. And yeah. Yeah, and it's bizarre because, I mean, that's how I write songs. Most of the songs I've written, uh, you know, they, they, they take me no more than probably 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, the good ones anyway. <laughs> but then the, the other element to that, though, is that that's okay to get that basic structure and you first know, you know, that, that first hit like you just described, you get a feeling straight away and go, yeah, that's a good one. That's, mm. that's a cracker. Yeah. But then you work through it and you go, you know what, the structure's not quite right. It needs another verse or it needs another chorus. Um, but that absolutely happens, no, no question. In fact, we're kind of um, working through that process now with, with, a, um, with my band. Uh, we used to be a band many, 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 many years ago and we've just reformed only to do recording. We, we, we don't do any gigs, not that you can anyway at the moment, but um, we don't do any gigs or anything like that. And we don't, we're not really interested in doing that. We want to deliver a song that, that means something that people can interpret and it means something to them. And so at the moment, we're working through that, right? We're, what is the process that works for four dudes that get together and go, that sounds like a really good song. However, someone's got an idea. Can we mm. change this? Does it work, yeah. doesn't it? So it's, it's, um, it's a bit of a challenge. But for my, pers my songs, personally, um, I think collaboration is an underrated thing. I, I think I can write a reasonably good song, but having somebody else to hear it somebody else that's musical, somebody else to come in and, and provide uh, an objective view. 
priceless. You need you need that, and that's the one thing you've taught me, Mark. Like what you've done to the songs I've brought to you on this EP. Like, you, you, when it's just you, you see, it's just tunnel vision. Yeah, and it's either your way or, or 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 not at all. But to have, and that's the thing that you've obviously got to build trust. And obviously, we've got the trust. Like I listen to you when I know something's not working or what might work, or mm. even if I can't see it at the time, I trust you and do it over and over. And then I can I can see it. It's good, mate. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> good boy, good boy, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Well done, well done. Sam, Sam. Look, it, it's a bit. It's a bit like cooking, you know. I mean, it, you, you could be a you'd be an incredible chef, but th- there is a difference between you tasting the the, the meal mm. or, or the the process and going, "That's really good to me." As soon as you give it to someone else, <laughs> and you see this on cooking shows, right? More salt. Yeah, oh, I hadn't thought of that actually. Yeah. yeah, you're right. More salt. So it's a little bit like that. Yeah. Speaking of the band, let's uh, let's listen to the band song, which is called "Gotta Go." Yeah. By Mark's band, Urban Addicts. All yeah. right, here we cool. go. Let's give it a crack.
Nice. Thank that's you. The, bit of Aussie rock. That's the, yeah, yeah I was going to say it sounds so Australian, Mark. Yeah, it yeah, does. I can it hear, does. Yeah. I can hear Just the so easy beats and that. I can hear UMI. I can hear, yeah. <laughs> really oh, good. thanks. Yeah. Cool. Some really yeah. cool shifts during that particular song too. Just some shifts in tempo. It, yeah, I, yeah, loved it. Loved it. Oh, great. Well, thanks. That's good feedback. Um, yeah, we've 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 had some good feedback on that one. We, we're uh, we're all pretty passionate about. Um... How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players. Right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. If you're treating veterans with PTSD, VA's National Center for PTSD can help. The PTSD Consultation Program offers free expert consultation and resources to providers. We won't ask you to fill out any forms, and we respond to requests within a day. To learn more on this easy-to-use program, visit ptsd.va.gov consult. Again, that's ptsd.va.gov consult. Kicking on and doing some more, we've got a, another single out, and we've got another, another one on the way, so... Um, we're loving it at the moment. We're just a whole bunch of old blokes yeah. just having a bit of fun. <laughs> definitely, definitely Australian sounding though. That it's great. Yeah, uh, look, we 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 would we used to go out and gig around Canberra in the in the late eighties, early nineties, and yeah. if you recall, that was for Australia um, and and even you know Canberra in particular. When you think about Canberra's history for bands and all of that sort of thing, it was a it was quite a scene. It, it, you know, there was a lot going on um, all over the country, and it was um, gee, it was a good time. Yeah. Loved it. You um yeah you mentioned that song Curly you've got a lot of changes I like it like it just I don't know the verse is like the bass and then the chorus there's it just brings it up and then it drops back down and obviously we've spoken about that's what songs I don't know the chorus is there's a really nice feel there I don't know what it is it just reminds me of the beach well mate and why not why not, why not? Yeah. suffering yeah, yeah. from lockdown. <laughs> I went out to the beach today. <laughs> Actually, so. it was interesting that Tave was able to pick up UMI in in and the influences because I was listening to it this afternoon, and I was it it's it's one of those songs that is you can sense you can sense there's something in there, but I was mm. trying to really think of who is who is this who where is this coming from that sense of familiarity around that song well i, I really heard the easy bits i think you're, yeah I think, no. I, I think is that oh, yeah. you is that you singing mark no no it's um i, I i'm not singing on that we've we've got a, a lead singer um the, nick, nick gain and he's def, uh, definitely got a stevie wright sound to him yeah, yeah. okay yeah wow yeah, that's, that's mean, interesting. That's, well, that's I mean, and that's the, 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 I guess they're they're the essence of of Aussie rock. That's where yeah. it's kind of yeah, the yeah, birth yeah. the birthplace of it, really. I'm a big fan. I was gonna yeah. I was gonna there say, Mark, tell the listeners and uh, what your job on that song was. Obviously, lead guitar. Yeah. Uh, so the, the way that came together was uh, our our drummer Simon um, came to us or came to me and said, "Listen, I, I've got this idea," um, and he had the basic the basic concept of the foundation of the song right so he had some guitar parts and and whatever um i i played some lead um i wrote the i think i wrote the 
verses. I'm going to get myself into trouble here. Um, <laughs> Nick, Nick wrote the chorus. As soon as I heard that chorus, I went, yeah, no, nah, we're doing this for yeah. 100%. And then obviously I did all the mixing and, and you know, a bit of production uh, and then mastering and whatever else. So it was a collaborative effort. Really rare to, from a songwriting perspective uh, to get to get four blokes together and actually work reasonably harmoniously to get a to get an outcome like that. I was yeah. Um, I was going to yeah. say any challenges with the uh, you know four of you in a band like trying to decide <laughs> on every little thing and I uh, <laughs> <laughs> mate <laughs> look yes um, for that one probably not so much. Yeah. For for the for the next single that we did, um, just a little bit more, but probably the same. Yeah. Um, this next one, I, I came to the table with a fully fully written song. Uh, there's been a bit of contention and, and a bit of back and forward, but we're working through it. Well, I really think that's good. I heard someone say one day, um, Blink One Eighty Two, Mark and uh, Mark and Tom. There was a song that came out on their album called Neighbourhoods. Sorry, the album was called Neighbourhoods. The song was called Ghost on the Dance Floor, which is a really good song. Yeah. I think it was mainly Tom did it, but Mark didn't want it to come out. And it came, yeah, well. and it came out anyway. But I think it's good to have that pull. Otherwise, mm. if one bloke gets his, his way the whole time, it's pretty much just like his band and his sound. So it's good to get that. I reckon it's good to get that tension so you get the different... Yeah. The different sounds, the different inputs, you yeah. know, and it's funny, you know, it, it actually does come out in the song a little bit as well. So, so you 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 can feel a little bit of that tension in there, I think. Um, and the and the other thing is too that it helps me when I'm working with my clients, right? So, being able to negotiate some of these points, and and trust me when I say there have been some some fairly, you know stern sort of points of view we have to do this or that really doesn't work here and and being able to negotiate that is mm. is a real skill and and it really helps me with clients when from a production point of view and like you said before you've got to have you've got to have that second ear as well yeah yeah well that's the other thing i've got to mix the bloody thing right <laughs> yeah yeah I guess one of the things that makes it hard in the times we're in at the moment is that, it, like normally, you'd you'd have a song and you'd probably go and play it live, you know, mm. five, six, seven, maybe ten times, and it kind of it kind of works itself out some of the parts that way, you know, yeah. playing it often. Whereas you, you, you're not doing that now, so you just you got to. It, you interesting, know. interesting that you said that because I actually insisted and I set up my studios in my garage and it's and it's cordoned off. Uh, in its own right, and then, and the bigger part of the garage, we we literally set up, cleaned it out. We spent a whole weekend, you know, just tip run after tip run. Should be. And I said, now. I said to the I said to the guys, look, you know, let let's set up and jam these songs out. So we've got an idea yeah. of the structure, and we can work through these ideas and all of that sort of stuff. And um, we didn't do that for the first two. And and interestingly, <laughs> that was that was where we came into some, uh, you know, a little bit of. Um, Argy bargy, but now we're working through it. It's all good. But you're right. Um, doing that stuff live absolutely solidifies whether it feels right, whether there needs to be changes or whatever. Yeah, we we um, we think if you jammed it out first, you would have got through some of those uh, hurdles that you come across when you're recording it. That's that was the theory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but um, we'll see how it goes. We've only done one um, jamming on it and whatever. What does what does tend to work, and we've done a couple of really good uh, other ones that we haven't recorded yet. But what does tend to work is 
we get out of the studio and we come up. I've got a big pergola, Matt, you've seen it. Um, uh-huh. and, and we sit out the back and we have a couple of beers and we just grab an acoustic guitar and we just muck around. And it's amazing what happens when, you, when you're just that relaxed and mm. you're not really trying to achieve anything. You're just, you're just mucking around. Some of the best ideas, honestly, it, it's, um, well, yeah, it's really well, interesting. One of my lyrics came from an Instagram post. When, there you go. You know, like it, it's, it's crazy when mm. the things and I guess there's no pressure either. So yeah. yeah, when you when you are relaxed, you, you well, yeah. The key is just knowing in in any circumstance what works. And again, we get back to that that you know, yep, that definitely sounds right. And you know it. You know, you you yeah. read it, you, you you sense it. And obviously, knowing when to like, I remember you and you and me, Mark, we were like working on something for like two hours or something, and we're like, we we didn't get anywhere. And then we had a break. Mm. We had a break. We came back. We fucking got somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, you got to know when to stop. You got to know when to stop. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we're going to play another song now uh, called After a While. And this is by, this is Mark Brame himself, solo song. Woo. So let's. All right. uh, can I challenge? Little challenge. Little ch- At the end of this, we talked about the previous song and, and, and what it reminded you guys of and, and where you thought the influences might be. So the challenge is on this one, um, if you will, indulge me. Uh, think about what what influence there might have been for this one. I feel like you I, might be able to. I feel it. like I know this because. All right, but <laughs> challenge, I'll let, I'll challenge let these accepted. Two. Yeah. All right. All right. Challenge yeah. accepted, and I can already tell you it's got a Sunday session feel. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, any Sunday session feels? Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Who's that? Just know where to look And pain can be a teacher That you'll never find in books A road that's going nowhere Can lead to a surprise And darkness may be near you But I just can't stop the light But a promise can be broken And friendship has a way with words When words cannot be spoken A peace of mind is a happiness That happens in a moment But only when our happiness is something we have chosen No lessons in our future Cause a future can take time Don't you know life gets
ourselves together Can we try to get along And remind her to each other From the minute that we're born A message in our nature That we can do alright Life gets better After a while Sunday session. Man. <laughs> that song hits different going through what we're going through at the moment. I'm broken hearted. Yeah. Um, What's that song? It's it's not like it. Well, it is like it, but it's not. I can't what, think what? of the song though. Yeah, there's, a, oh. there's another, there's a real, there's a song that's on the tip I'm of my tongue. That, well, for the first it's time. A good, and, it's a good song, Mark. I like it. Great song. Thank you. Thank you. Something. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if this is what influenced you, but something I heard in there, which I've never heard b- before, and that's because I haven't really listened to this artist because I'm a young pup. But the last <laughs> the last twelve months, I've listened to the Boss a lot. Cheeky, cheeky bugger! That song reminded me a lot of the Boss. Okay, really? Wow. Yeah, Ooh. just yeah. Like I've only started listening to him in the last twelve months. Oh man. Um, yeah. Get into the Boss. Yeah, mm. I just some of just just that just that clean guitar. And just, yeah. just, yeah. Okay. 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 It's, it's smooth. What, what yeah. influenced that one, Mark? So, so that was, that was a, a John Mayer kind of. Oh, um, that's influence. it. Yeah. Yeah. I got it now. Yeah. Um, waiting for the world to change. Waiting on the world that, to change. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That yeah. was, that was what kind of really inspired that one. Um, okay. I got it. The, the singer in the band is, is just a yeah devotee. He's a massive fan. I love John Mayer. He's, oh, he's mate. such a good guitarist. I think John Mayer is probably the best blues guitarist in the world at the moment. I, I yeah, I, I think he. I think you're probably right. He's um, I love he's him smooth. too. He, he's just such a good. He delivers well. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. There's a couple of really good YouTube um, videos of him. Oh, him just and, noodling. Him a and, lockdown kind of approach, but yeah, oh, yeah. There's, some, gonna, there's some lead breaks that he does. Oh, there's a, I don't yeah, know if you've seen the um, the solo off between him and Keith Urban. Oh, it's brilliant. Fucking hell. That's another. You know what? What an underrated guitarist and Australian guitarist, Keith Urban. Um, Legend. Not everyone loves loves country music and whatever, but he's he's sort of built his own country rock genre. But uh, damn, he's a good guitarist. He is talented. He really is. He, um, he's good. Yeah. He's good. And sing. And sing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so for that one, um, no help at all. I had to do it on my own. Bass, drums, singing, harmonies, guitar, the works. Did you get anyone else to listen to it for a second opinion on anything? Um, I did. I was working with, uh, you know, Frank, Frank Zappia. He, I was working on two albums at the same time. My, uh, um, my one was mine. Our piano player. Our piano player, session piano player. Yeah, talented guy. Um, he's, got, he's got song out, Zappia, Frank Zappia, I-A, um, not to be confused. So, yeah, yeah I did. And, um, and, and I always get the family to have a listen. Uh, my daughter's quite musical. She, mm, she's got a, she's a good barometer. Yeah, we, um, we had a guest on here a couple of weeks ago called Sean, and he was telling us the same thing about, you know, he'd let, let his girlfriend listen to the songs first. And 
Yeah. I think that's really important because anyone but us is is a fan and they're the <laughs> listeners. We're not the, we're not the listeners. It's our song, but once it's out, it's not for us anymore. No, that's absolutely yeah. right. It's You've it's got about to let it go. Yeah, 100%, 100% and um, you know, Matt, we we've talked about it. I'm a firm believer that the the songs when you're writing them, they'll they'll tell you and when you're producing them, they'll tell oh. you what's what's needed and what's not. That's, and they're like your little babies, but you've got to let them go. You've got to let them grow up yeah. like your kids. That's Yeah, that's a lesson that you taught me. And like I said to you probably, I don't know how long ago now, but I said, you know, for so long I thought I had this song was going to be the single. And then I got yeah. to the point where I'm like, fuck, I don't know what song, the, the, I don't know what song is going to be the first single anymore. You've got to, you do, you just have to let, let, it, let it grow. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've got to get them out of here. Got to get them out and get them. Absolutely. Because, yeah. Don't spend too much do. time. You do. You do. And there's no better feel. I think I was actually telling a, a mate of mine the other day. There's no better compliment that I've ever had for one of my songs, at least, um, than playing it to this particular individual. And and um, I didn't say anything after the song finished. And and he said, you know, this is what it means to me. And he described his his interpretation of it and what it meant to him personally. Yeah. And that was just the biggest compliment I could have ever had um, for one person to be able to feel something and interpret it and it means something, not necessarily what I meant when I wrote it, um, but for that person to go, this is what it meant to me, that, that's just the ultimate compliment. If you can do it more than once, brilliant. Absolutely. And I'm going to bring out one of Curly's favourite songs. I think it was Curly's favourite songs. Someone said to me once that throw your arms around me was about yeah. was about a one night stand. Now that yeah. that may be so, but when I hear it and when I think about it, I don't think about that. I think of being in a relationship with someone and loving that mm. person. Mm. You know, so mm. perfect example of one song meaning different meanings. Yeah, yeah, and th- yeah. and that song is so ethereal. It's it's just all-encompassing you know it evokes all of the and you know when i hear a song like that and i think to myself you know look it really does evoke emotion and and it almost it's pulling you in and it's going what do you think i'm telling you you know it's 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 evoking something inside yourself which is fantastic but you know the funny thing is i go i can't help it i always go back and i go now think about how that got produced think about the conversations (laughs) that were had for all those little yeah. moments of that song that really means something. Now, can you can you listen to a song and not think about production? Can you enjoy a song, or have you <laughs> like um, have you gone through phases where you can't? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's a good question. It's a really good question because it does happen quite a lot, and it's funny. It, it's sort of a bit of a roller coaster that one. I'll listen to a song sometimes. And I've just tuned into it and I'm feeling it and it's great. And then about halfway through, I go, oh, that's interesting. What do they do with the lead? Oh, I can hear some reverb. Oh, I bet there's some delay there. Oh, compression was really good. So, And then I'll drift out again and enjoy the song. Um, but, yeah, it varies. It varies. It's it's hard not to, um, to be honest. Yeah. But, um, yeah, mm. there's, there's time. Sometimes I'll just put on some sort of, I don't know, uh, easy listening. I, I like listening to those real chill beats, yeah. that lounge stuff. I get outside on a Sunday, have a beer, and just I, I, no words, yeah. nothing to interpret. I quite enjoy jazz music. Yeah, yeah, just just chilling. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that must be a hard thing to like, not like hear a song and then not think about production. Are you gentlemen familiar with Mark Ronson? Yes. 
Yeah, he did Uptown Funk with Bruno Mars. He's worked with Lady Gaga, um, Rehab, Amy Winehouse. And I listened to a podcast um, with him today or yesterday and he said he <laughs> he can't listen to music when having sex because all he's thinking about is the production. <laughs> and he's like thinking about that snare and that bass line. He's thinking of, he'd be too distracted. Does that include Barry White? <laughs> Well, he brought that up. He's like, no. Oh, yeah. He's like, I can't listen. To, he can't listen to that. So I thought that was a very interesting thing. Like, it's like probably movie directors not being able to enjoy a movie because they know how yeah. how that's done, and that's why I asked you the question about the production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It it is a bit of a challenge. Um, it depends on the circumstance as well. You know, if if I've got music, you know, favorite music blaring in the background, and my family and friends are around, we're having a big barbecue or whatever. Um, there's people getting really jealous right now. I'm getting jealous too. Um, <laughs> we'll get there again. We'll get there again. But yeah, look, you know, it's it's easy to relax to that sort of thing. But uh, if you're just kind of, you know, a couple of you all by yourself, it's it's tough. Yeah. And yeah. it's not just producers that like production value. The last time we were in Adelaide and Tave and I were having a couple of beers and I was sharing some of the stuff that, you know, from 1986 and onwards. 86? <laughs> yes. uh, from 1986 and, and, and onwards to... I'm with you, Curly. Hang on, Curly. From 1986 and onward to 1988. You blokes in the 80s. But, but oh. quite often the first thing that would come out of Tay's mouth was, oh, the production values on this is much higher than the others. And so yeah. it's um, not just producers. This is know. why, you know, now you know, Kelly, why I want to bury that EP you've got of mine. That's why I want to <laughs> never fucking see the light of day again. Uh, I wonder if I could upload it to Spotify. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> now, 20 cents. <laughs> now, gentlemen, we are at 48 minutes. So once again, just fantastic discussion. Maddie, I'll leave it to you to round off the conversation. Round it off. All right. Um, Mark, pleasure to have you on talking production hope you enjoyed yourself it's mm. it's good because like i did because like I, you know a lot of guests we have on here they're like i don't get a chance to talk yeah in you know in a situation like this so it's it's good to uh to bring you on and and talk any any final words tave um i was just thinking before when we were talking about uh how we have um different feelings for different songs each of us and mm. i was thinking what what is and we talked about what what Mark actually does and what we do as musicians, and I think if you strip it all back, what we actually do is we make vibrations in the air, and those yep. vibrations it's going to get deep, Tony. Those <laughs> vibrations come in contact with other humans and make them feel something. Wow, it's a real special yeah. thing that we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, um, it's it's energy vibrating through the air. It's incredible. And, mm. and, and comes out in my air guitar. Is that the way it works? It comes, <laughs> out, in, it comes out in your Sunday session. Absolutely. <laughs> Sunday session. All right. Mark, it's been an absolute great, pleasure Mark. having yeah, you. Yeah, really good. And oh, thanks, so, guys. So just to do the wrap-up, now, if you, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We have had some people on YouTube live stream again, so thank you all. If you like this, please share it around. We, we love putting this together. I, I think it's a real opportunity i've i learned something every single um week and it's a lot of fun we we kick the weekend off early as well but so that's always nice 
all of the songs tonight have been added to the unfiltered and undiscovered playlist on Spotify, so check them out. We'll also have the individual songs linked in the show notes. To those that joined us, of course, on live stream, thank you. Um, Don't forget, check us out on YouTube, subscribe, share. For a list of upcoming episodes, we've got them on our website, the unfiltered. Jeez, we sound professional. Unfiltered and undiscovered.com. Next week, we have Blind Season from Detroit. Uh, We're coming to you a little bit later than normal. Let's hope they don't miss their alarm. Oh, these poor guys are going to be in early in the morning. I reckon they think it's 9.30. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then after Blind Season from Detroit, we've got uh, a music promoter, James Dawson. And then the week after that, we've got the punter. So we've had the producer, the promoter, and the punter. It's just awesome. All, and the three piece. Yeah, it's Dewey's also a drummer, so I don't know if the he if that's classed as a muso. I'm not sure um, <laughs> the pecking order. But once again, thanks to our guest, Mark. And um, finally, it's good night from the BBC. Hey, good night. And where can where can people find you, Mark, if they want to hire you as their producer? Uh, it's it, just freestonproductions.com.au. Um, you'll you'll catch me there. Guys, thank you so much for having me on. I had a blast. It was it was great fun. And um, Pleasure. you are professional. It was good. It was awesome. <laughs> See, uh, you all. See you guys. See you. All right. Hang Thanks, ar- guys. Hang See around. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.